Hello everyone, this is Jennifer Bryant and welcome to the Practical Family Podcast where we are building strong foundations and healthy homes. Hello friends, thanks for joining me again here on the Practical Family Podcast. This is episode 28 and we are talking about marriage today. I don't often talk about marriage or I I haven't often done it yet because I get so excited about parenting and issues and and women's issues and homeschool and all of that. But I really wanted to give this episode a little time both to honor the beautiful journey that has been our marriage, (laughs) the beautifully tough journey. We've been married for almost 11 years now, or I'm sorry, almost 12 years. It'll be in April, 12 years. And um, uh, I wanted to come on and, uh, and talk about what it means to give each other a break in marriage because I think we can come into this relationship thinking that it'll always be great because you'll always be together, you always have someone to do stuff with. But but the truth of the matter is if we are two imperfect individuals <laughs> coming together to live under the same roof, there's bound to be conflict at some point or another. So I wanted to encourage you today about what it means to actually give each other a break and why it's important. Now, my husband is a surfer. Okay, so in the summertime, the swell, they call it the swell, the waves that come in, the swell gets big on the south shore here on the island of Oahu where we live. So he'll get up before dawn many times and he'll go hit the water with his friends or just go to be on his own. He calls it his his sanctuary. It's his place of quiet, of of peace. Um, He grew up here on Oahu and and he just loves it. So he needs that. I've come to realize that in these past 12 years, he needs that. It's his time away from the house, things that need to be done around here, time away from work, and it's time to enjoy the life that he's been blessed with. I mean, we live in Hawaii, okay? There's not a whole lot more anyone can say about that. The weather's great. Um, It's just, it's a by far just a beautiful, beautiful place to be. Um, But me, on the other hand, I am what you would call indoorsy. (laughs) I love to curl up on the couch and read. I love to listen to a good podcast or watch a documentary, um, historical or a cooking show or, uh, you know, a fun drama. And uh, my husband says that I tricked him into marrying him by saying things like, yeah, I like to hike. Uh, (laughs) I like the water. Yeah, I like to look at it, sort of wade in it a little bit, but I am not a swimmer. He's even told me, "Um, you don't know how to swim. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I can, I can go underwater. I can swim in a pool. He's like, but, but you don't know how to swim in like a current and waves. I'm like, oh no, yeah, no, not me. I don't know how to do that. Um, so I would get worried at times, you know, what kind of mom would I be for my kids if I don't get in the water with them? But hey, that's what daddy's for. Anyway, we've come to terms on those things. We know we're different and we still love each other. So we're here. So anyway, I like the idea of hiking, but I prefer to uh, cuddle with my pillow. <laughs> but some couples do most things together. Many of them have the same hobbies, the same interests and that's great. It's a huge blessing to have a lot of things in common with your spouse. 
But that's not always the case. And I think we need to be okay with that and recognize our strengths and our differences. The only areas that my husband and I connect, which are the same reasons I fell in love with him, are number one, Jesus, number two, hospitality, and number three, feeding people, okay? Otherwise, we're um, pretty different. You know, as nice as it is to be married, to share life with someone else, taking breaks from each other can really add value to a relationship. And I know it sounds weird, but this is what I mean by that. The time that we have apart to be ourselves is what really refreshes and encourages our individual, our individual spirits and individual passions. So with this time, we can process, unwind, spend time with other people who share our passion, like him with surfing and me with, you know, going to the movies and uh, talking about history and homeschool and all that kind of stuff. Um, but for each of us, it means living out really our God-given callings, our God-given gifts, you know, our, what we were made to do and be. So when we first got married, though, we, <laughs> we waited eagerly to see each other after work. I would go, he was working down at, um, as a store manager at the mall, and I'd go down and sit and just wait for him to close the store. And, and I, we would ride the bus home together because it was late at night. We had one car, sometimes no car. Um, we'd come home to our little cottage and um, <laughs> bask in the glory of our togetherness, just being together. We were living the matrimonial dream, okay? But I used to feel guilty the days that I wanted to spend away from him. Sometimes the catalyst was some kind of disagreement, not always, but I wanted to go back to that figurative place where it would just be me. And I realized, wow, I really am an individual. I really love my alone time. I don't feel like I'm very introverted, but I still like to not always be with someone else. Um, so all of my focus and attention from planning the wedding to moving in together was been was like a rushing whirlwind of time and energy with another person. So singles out there, if you cannot wait to get married, I, I get you. I totally feel you on that. But just know and be ready for the fact that there will be times when you will want to be alone again. And that doesn't mean that, you know, th that marriage wasn't for you or you made the wrong choice or something. It just means that God made each of us to enjoy being ourselves sometimes. And the happier that you are with yourself, the more content you are being able to be on your own, it is a good thing. It's a, it's a good thing because it means that you're not dependent on someone else for your happiness. And that's also a good thing. So I, I used to expect that my husband and I were always supposed to be together when we weren't at work. I'd cling to him or, or give him that like passive aggressive stare, like, fine, do whatever you want. I, you know, I guess you'd rather go surfing than hang out with me, or I guess you'd rather watch a cowboy movie than hang out with me, as if I was entitled to all of his extra time. I mean, stop it, Jen. Stop. <laughs> I finally figured out that I was upset with the personal freedoms he was taking because I was insecure about who I was. So in this learning to be a part, um, I want to remind you that unplugging is a good thing for many different reasons, including in marriage. It connects us with our passions and dreams, like we said before, 
And our individual identity is unique and beautiful, and it was never meant to be diminished by marriage or any other relationship. Your spouse has a unique identity with talents and insights and giftings that you may not have. And taking the time to connect with the person that you were created to be gives us time to do the following things. So I'm going to talk about three things, unwinding, processing, and relating. So first, unwinding. So if I go and go all day and don't make time for my body to recuperate, it helps my mood to just sit for a while. Maybe this is reading a book, either to myself or now that I'm a mom, reading a book to the kids or stretching out my body or just resting, just finding little pieces of time in the day to rest. So I know my husband needs at least 30 minutes of uninterrupted time when he gets home from work because he needs to just unwind from all the craziness that's been happening at the restaurant and people and running errands and customer service and all of that. So if I have, if I come to him with a huge giant list of questions and concerns, now I know that they need to wait until after he's had a chance to disconnect from his day and really focus on his family. So number two, process. I challenge myself to process thoughts, motivations, and emotions every day. And I find that I do this best when I write in my journal, read my Bible, or listen to a podcast. Um, thinking before I act is just a good discipline, and it actually helps to improve my relationships with my family and friends. My husband needs his processing time the most. So I wrote another article called My Husband is Not My Best Friend, and in this uh, I addressed this issue specifically, and actually it's biological implications, that men and women actually process information and emotion very differently, very chemically differently, like God made us to function in that way differently. And often my husband needs more time to ponder before he feels ready to give a fair answer. In other words, he's not a very impulsive individual, and, and, and that's partly his personality as well, but he really needs to give things thought before he just responds. And that time away, like away from me to process, is a good thing, and I don't resent that anymore. I used to feel the need to talk out everything, every little detail needed to be addressed. And women, mamas, wives, that is not always necessary, okay? I found that it's wiser to give an issue more time, to put more time between what you feel the need to say and what might actually come out better when you when you just sit on it for a little while. So time to process. Number one, time to unwind, time to process. And number, uh, that was number two, time to process. And number three, time to relate. So like-minded people will spur us on. And often times this is a close friend, maybe another parent or someone experiencing the same struggles. Maybe it's your own parent or a mentor or an auntie or uncle or somebody you look up to in your community or in your church. If you give yourself time away from your spouse to open up to someone else and let it that let that person in to your space, to your thought life, and let them sit, let them listen, and let them be your me too person. I'm doing air quotes right now and I'm just realizing, oh, I'm recording this. <laughs> so me too, quote unquote, me too persons. In other words, someone who can say, oh, me too, I've experienced that 
feeling also, I, I, my husband and I were in the same situation not long ago. Let me tell you how I got out of that. So someone else who can sit and really relate to that. One of my closest friends who, who actually uh, really gets me and my personality, and she shares a lot of the same passions as I do, she lives in Washington State. But we talk about almost every week when we're both doing chores, actually. We both stay at home during the day, and, and we find that we get the most done while we're talking to each other about light things, hard things, heavy things. And she's really, really a godsend to me because she's someone else who can process on my level as a woman, as a wife, and as someone who knows me, who really knows Jen, knows how I tick. And so that's been such a blessing to me. So being able to relate, to take time apart from our spouse, to be able to relate to other people who can help us to process as well. Um, so Bruce has actually made the same connection with his guy friends, even if it's just <laughs> talking about surfing, Star Wars, and to that I say, hey, go for it, knock yourself out, because if that's how you are relating and you're building trust relationship with another um, guy who gets you, then awesome. I don't mind if he's not hanging out with me so that he can do that. I don't feel ignored, I don't feel neglected, because I know that that time is actually reparative for him. It's good, it's healing, it's helping him to be a better person, and just like my friends help me. So... Last thing I want to talk about is um, the best alone time ever. Now, Bruce and I, again, going on 12 years or so, and then having two kids in the middle of that, Bruce has worked tirelessly. Uh, we own a little family business, a small restaurant on Oahu, and he has worked so hard to build this business up and make it better and uh, fix things when they're broken. He's actually taught himself many, many mechanical things and construction things that he never knew before because we own this restaurant. So the fact that he works on this so much um, has, uh, and, and also not allowing himself to take real vacations unless we go visit family or something, he decided that he was going to save up on the 10 year anniversary of owning our restaurant, he was going to save up to take himself on a surf trip to Samoa. And he told me he wanted to do this. And I thought, well, great. <laughs> you haven't done anything for yourself since, you know, our honeymoon or something. Before we got married, we went off and um, traveled together. But uh, I thought, yeah, this will be good. And we had kind of, you know, been feeling a little angst toward each other during, before that time. And, and so he planned it to go down to Samoa just to surf to be away, get away. He took two other friends with him. And this is something he had done when he was single, you know, but he had never made time for it before. Um, and, you know, some may think that, that it's the sacrifice that when you get married and have a family that you don't get to travel on your own anymore. But you know what? I say if he, if he needed to make that time for himself to really reconnect and, and, um, that getaway time, or I'm going to tell you actually what how valuable that getaway time was for him. So he had been alluding to it for years that whenever we shared dreams about the future that he wanted to take a surf trip again. So he was only gone for seven days, but when he came back, there was an excitement for life in his eyes that I have never, never seen before. He was calm. 
he was connected, he was collected in his thoughts and in his spirit. He was just happy. So between surfing and eating, he also made time to dive into books, which is something he hardly gave himself the time to do before. And he came home talking about what he learned. And I tell you what, as a, as a writer and as a reader and as a teacher, I never felt like I could connect to him on that level before because, he, you know, he just wasn't. He were different people. But he came home talking about what he learned in books and my jaw dropped to the floor. Like, where did my husband go? Did you leave him in Samoa and send another guy back? Because we don't do this. <laughs> we just did not do it. And and he was like a new person. He talked so fast, right, about all the waves that they caught. And he, when, yeah, I don't understand surfing, so he kind of makes these motions and with his hands and draws pictures. And I still don't know what it means when he's saying, and the wave went this way and did that. So but he was just excited. He was so full of life. And I thought, who are you? Seriously, and what have you done with my husband? And this huge spike in energy continued into the following months. Ladies, our time apart made our time together so much better because his soul was full and overflowing. Now when he calls me to say he wants to invite guys over or go for a surf, I think, yes, go, good for you. Because you know what? Now he does the same for me. Um, last year, he sent me home to see my parents in California. When I was missing my family, he knew that I needed that. The time was precious, and I came back feeling the same way he did after his surf trip. When I want to have friends over, I take care of dinner for him, and he's happy that I have someone else to talk to late into the night sometimes because he recognizes it as a need for me. He doesn't have to meet every one of my needs to be able to recognize them. And I don't need to feel pressured to meet all of his. We just need to realize that those needs exist. So friends, recognizing the value of spending individual time apart, whether it's just for an hour or, or for a week, if you can manage that, if you can afford it, it's valuable to really reconnect with who you are again and not just get lost in your role as a wife or mother or um, husband or father, but really getting back in touch with who you are, who you were created to be. When we both came to a place where we believed our time alone was actually rejuvenating, the pressure of feeling like we needed to be there for each other just kind of diminished. It went away. We began to recognize the uniqueness that we brought into the marriage and continue to build and grow on that as the years go by. When we do find a common interest, it's that much more exciting because we, we don't spend a lot of time doing everything together. So we both love historical, political shows. We, you know, we watched every episode of Madam Secretary and it was cool because we finally found a show that we could connect on. <laughs> but, um, you know, and then we can do that when he comes home from work at night, and that's a win for us. So as we close this episode, I want to remind you that allowing your spouse the time they need to refresh and maybe even giving them a spa day, husbands, or a golf day, <laughs> wives, as a gift and schedule the time that they can take. Make... Um, 
allowances, as, as it were, for them in your family time. Make allowances for each other to have that rejuvenating time. Um, it's the gift and the hope of time that they can look forward to, and you may be really surprised what it does for your relationship. So what I'd like you to do is, uh, if you're not already familiar with the Practical Family Community on our Facebook page, join that right now and tell me, tell me, tell me, what have you been able to do for your spouse lately? Or what time have you been able to take for yourself that's allowed you to really rejuvenate your time in your life and get back to who you really are? Also, Take a look at our new resource, the Kickstart Your Life Workbook, because there are 10 tips in there with almost 40 separate pieces of, uh, of information, resources actually, that we've used on Practical Family. And there, it's a goal-setting workbook. It's ideas to get you um, moving in the right direction as the year goes on so you don't feel stalled or stagnant or like, you know, what is my life's purpose? Where where am I going next? Why do I feel like I can't reach my goals? Well, look through the Kickstart Your Life workbook and use that as a starting point for starting to think about where you want to be as an individual and then as a wife or as a mother, as a husband or as a father and how we can take practical steps toward moving our family toward living healthy lives emotionally, mentally, physically and spiritually. Also, if you've spent time listening to this podcast over the last few months, please go to the App Store. I'll provide a link in the show notes where you can rate this podcast because the ratings really, really help us to get up into uh, being seen by more people who come to the App Store community. Um, whether it's in iTunes or Google Play, you can do that as well. And remember to leave that comment um, on the Practical Family Podcast webpage of uh, what you've done for yourself or your spouse lately to give each other that space that you need to rejuvenate. Thanks again for listening, friends. You have been listening to the Practical Family Podcast. We are encouraging you to build strong foundations and healthy homes.